Hey there, what's up? What is it worth there? And welcome back to another live video with your girl, Entrepreneur B. This is season two, episode two of the Inner Entrepreneur Podcast. So glad to have you guys back. And of course, uh, we are continuing the interview little series, as I'd like to say. And I have another special guest here with me today, you know, straight out of 767. For those of you guys who don't know, I am from Dominica. No, I don't speak Spanish, so it's not that Dominican Republic, it's just Dominica, okay? So um, I have Daniel Joseph here with me, and he is a young entrepreneur, just like some of you guys or some of you guys who want to be, and he is, um, he specializes in fitness training, okay? So it's very nice to have you here, Yanel. How are you? What's going on with you today? Thank you for having me. Um, I'm good. I'm fine. That'll be my first time on your show, obviously, <laughs> and I'm thankful. Okay. Like, yeah. So you're, gratitude, gratitude. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so just go ahead and tell the people, you know, who you are, and what would you like them to know about you? Who is Yanel Joseph? <laughs> All right, I'm from Dominica, first of all. As you said, not the Dominica Republic. We don't speak Spanish. Dominica, come on for Dominica. Um, I live in the second town, Portsmouth, and I am a fitness trainer for over two years. And I own my fitness business, which is Yano Fitness Program. I don't own a gym as yet, but I have a program that we have offered in, phys- in um, physically, also we have it online all right also i own a decal so basically i can brand your vehicle basically decaling so you're the one giving us all the stickers and the signs and the um vehicles etc etc okay so that's cool um i do want to let our listening listening audience know that throughout the you know, the live or the podcast, it may be some internet um, um, interruptions. It's snowing where I'm at, y'all, so that affects the weather pretty badly. And um, there's a bit of some con- connectivity issues on Yarnell's end as well. So just be patient with us, guys. So if you see a little up and stuck, <laughs> you know, then that's not our fault. But we still want to bring you this good content. So you said that, you know, your specializing in fitness training you don't have a gym yet and you also have another business where you do um a decor okay so is owning a gym one of your goals or that's what's your long-term um goal for yourself is yeah owning a gym is definitely is one of the goal rigidly because currently I'm doing the program outdoors and at the next gym, actually. And then I have contracts with schools and community. So there are different programs I offer. Like I offer group sessions, I offer one-on-one and business. So if you have a company that have staffs and then you want them to get in shape, like you can contact me and I'll write you up a contract and then we can get that. 
Okay, okay, okay. So yes, guys, like I know we're doing like the shoulder up cut with the view right now, but he is huge. Like his muscles are huge, guys. Like I don't. <laughs> um. So you're probably wondering, okay, like fitness wear is not like a full what you do, but yeah, I'm telling you. Huge, though. I'm telling you, well, you know, you know those gym heads, it's like, nothing is ever really big for them. It's like, ah, light flex, okay. But I, for one, I'm telling myself every day, yeah, you know, I should exercise, da 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 But it's just, thinking of it, it's just like, ooh. So we'll get to that later at the end of the video. You know, maybe you can give us some tips for negative zero beginners who want or should know that they should exercise, but it's just like, damn, this is just hard it's like oh. so you know okay so before we really start going into like the nitty gritty you know of the, the business i want to know what it is that drove you to do this okay so you can probably start talking about i'm not sure which one that you did first i believe it's the fitness program but tell us why do it like you know you could have gotten a job you could have been in school right now why do yanel's fitness program um i worked like two jobs like i actually after school i went and get a job and i worked two jobs and it was not cutting out for me like i wasn't motivated to go work and it was i wasn't feeling comfortable so i went and researched do things on my own and try and figure out what i can open and that entrepreneurship and that starting your own business is like it runs down in my bloodline so i'm not new to this like from a young age i started selling like spinach in the market and selling like stickers from the chinese store in school so yeah i'm not new to this so then the only thing that drive me to fitness is that when i was, when I was training for the national team back in the day for dominican national team i my fitness was my i was very scared but my fitness was out of it i would get tired I would like won't finish a couple of the drills, but my talent brought me a long way. So when I reflect on that, I said, let me start working on that. So I start working on this and I start to run every morning. Then I start to go to the gym. I didn't know what I was doing in the gym. Like literally, I don't know what I was doing. I should have sent up weights. A lot of people probably <laughs> feel like that. I know that's right, but go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know nothing. So, I used, and one thing I said back then, I said like, legitly, I'm not going to ever go to the gym and work out. But anyways, that didn't go the way I planned it. So, I ended up going to the gym. I have friends that are gym rats and whatnot. So, I asked them a couple questions. And everybody had, everybody trained different. So, everybody had me going back and forth. So, I, one day I in that train routine, that day I in that train routine, and then, I say, you know what, let me, I'm all over the place. Let me just do some research for myself. So I did some research for myself. I stay out and then I start reading and I start educating myself. And then I create a own plan for me to try. So I went to like three different plans and see which one works out for me. So after that, I'm checking like, yo, I transformed my body from that to that. And I had before and after pictures. So I say, you know what, let me see if I can try and make this a business. So that's when I launched my first program. 
So I start building it, create a logo and all that. And then I launched my first program. So when I launched my first program, that was in 2018 in April, I launched my first program. When I did that, I had like 10 clients. Oh, I had wow. 10 clients. I started, I started on the beach in Portsmouth, Purple Circle. I started on the beach in Portsmouth, Purple And it was just simple, simple stuff. After it was a six week program, after six weeks, the result was unbelievable. For my first try, like it was unbelievable. Like, who lost a lot? Like, someone lost 12, another lost like six, another lost like 15 was the most, mm-hmm. like 15 pounds. Like, you could see the litter, like the real change from a mm-hmm. body from before and after. And it was amazing. And from since then, I just been consistent with it. And until I actually launch an online program and then I do like for Zoom, I do mm-hmm. online training for Zoom. And then I had clients that was in Dominica, even in St. Kitts and overseas that actually lost weight through that program. Mm-hmm. I had a client that did a program for two months and she lost, she lost not 20 pounds, it was like 18 between 20 pounds. And she looks completely different. And it was totally online. Just five days a week, Monday to Friday, weekends, weekends you rest, go to the beach or whatnot. But the key to that was the meal plan. Mm. Mm. So basically, she was very disciplined with the meal plan and consistent with the workout. And that's what gave her a result. And then now, currently, I'm working on myself and building and coaching. So right now I have one-on-one clients and group in different communities, like in Portsmouth and in Pebush. And then I have clients in the gym and outside the gym. Okay, so that was that was a nice backstory there. Thank you so much um, for that. And for the people who just coming in, um, watching, this is season two, episode two of the Inner Entrepreneur podcast hosted by your girl, <laughs> Entrepreneur B. But I have a special guest with me here today, Yanel Joseph I'm from Portsmouth, and he is speaking about his entrepreneurial journey. So from at the very beginning, what I heard from that was that Yanel's was program was born out of an issue that you will have in yourself right and then what's interesting was that you said you know you did look out you did look for help you were having a problem but then you find you were getting so many you know different points of views and that and a lot of people are not just entrepreneurs but people in life period face face that issue so um how long was it or what was your thought process to decide you know what okay i asked for help but i'm still really feeling overwhelmed da, da, da. let me do this myself um was there anything in particular um any special event something that really happened that led you to that or it was just like you know what this is not working i'm going to do this on my own um what led me to that mindset was a lot of people that i went through their body their physique was different. There are some that was bulky. There was some that was extremely lean. There's some that was in between. And it's like mm-hmm. none of their physics wasn't what I actually wanted. And they train a certain mm-hmm. way to get that. Everybody had a different training where they eat differently. And 
it wasn't working out for me. It's like I was just a ball being thrown there, bounce there, come back there, and it wasn't working for me. So I just did my own personal research and just went on my way. But I, what I did though is that they all, all of them, they had a specific um, muscle group that they were strong at. So what I did, I take that same workout they did that they trained consistent, like say if it's bicep, that those are strong in, in biceps, in bicep curls, those are strong in pull-ups, those are strong in bench press. So what I did, I take every technique they did, well, what they taught me in different different sessions, and then I implemented it in my workout that suit mm-hmm. me so the experience with them was actually great and it helped me but i just used what they told me and create my own plan okay okay so really what i what the nugget i really wanted you know ex- to extract from that was that those people didn't have the results that you wanted or not necessarily that you were looking for. Because one thing that I like to emphasize with this whole entrepreneurship journey is that if you are going to look for a mentor, there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with asking for help, but um, you should go to people who have the results that you want or they are where you want to be. So, you know, people will want to start businesses and they will look to go and look towards their best friend or their cousin or their uncle and these people don't have businesses or not really qualified to really help you and a lot of the times they'll tell you oh i don't think you should do that da, 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 da. and then lo and behold you just you give up there and then you just call it a done deal so i'm really happy that you said that yanel because it just says okay yeah i asked for help but they didn't have what i want or what i needed so that's when i decided to go ahead and look for it on my own so that's very important guys and you'll find a lot of the times that and you can you can um we're going to talk about the people in your circle next this is some this is a a a topic that i like to bring up a lot because to me it seems very consistent in no matter who i speak to there's always something about you have to watch the people around you so we're gonna get into that okay we're gonna get into that but i will say yeah for the people for the people listening who thinking you know i want to start a business and thing but every time i try something you know nobody supports it or this person starts um t- treating me differently da, da, da. did you experience that and if so how did you deal with it um i did experience that at the starting like a lot of people were supportive and when business started coming up, a lot of people wanted to start their own. I was supportive of them, but they feel like it was a competition. But mm. what I did is that I stayed focused. I did not compare myself with them, and I stayed focused on my route. So what I would say is that it didn't affect me much because I blocked them out in a certain angle so that I could stay focused on my goal. So it didn't really affect me much, I would say. Mm, okay okay so you said that you, earlier you said that you're not really essentially new to entrepreneurship is something that you know that's in your bloodline was this something that was taught to you by other family members who were entrepreneurs or it was just something that you had to learn on your own from that experience 
I had to actually, well, I lived in it. So it was actually taught to me whether it was intentionally or not. So it's like my mom had a job. My father was self-employed. He was a contractor. My father was self-employed. And also my mom had a job and she also had a, a small business, which was a bar. So I used to help out at that, at that bar and I used to help my dad now and then, but more with my mom than my dad. And then I still had aunties and cousins that worked a job, uh, nine to five, or nine to four, or eight to five, nine to five or eight to four. They worked the job and they had small business after. Like my cousin have a store, she have one, she have a store. My aunt them have multiple business, they have restaurants. So I learned from all of them and I helped out in all these businesses there. I've been in it. So I experienced it. I felt it. The pressure or what it is, is like mm. the experience was always frontline to me. I was always frontline. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's really nice and really, it's a blessing, honestly, because a lot of people are first generation entrepreneurs and it just seems like that just makes everything more difficult because you feel like you're out in the wilderness on your own. Um, you don't have any experience and you don't have anybody to lean towards. So I would say that you're one of the lucky ones who grew up having people <laughs> around you um, in business. And like you say, whether it was directly or indirectly, um, helping you out so in terms of the and it's actually surprising um to me that you said as soon as you start you know you've got like 10 clients that sounds amazing because you know people have literally they would start businesses and it just seems like it's such a big struggle nobody is coming da, 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 da. um was there anything that you do to really prepare um, marketing were you like popular in your community or whatever um how did you um, close those first 10 clients of yours when you just started i actually get this 10 clients through my mom business which is the restaurant the bar i'm the one working there I used to, when i was younger i used to be there at the front line cashing and dealing with people so with mm -hmm. that I had to interact with a lot of people and I met a lot of people and I made a lot of great relationship. So with that, I network around that. And with that exchange of numbers and communication, I see these people, I talk to them and then we get good relationship. So with that, when I get to the business, all I had to do was create a broadcast list on WhatsApp and just mm -hmm. broadcast it really. And that's, that's basically what it was, like networking. Like you being a person and just talking to people and supporting mm -hmm. their business. And then they came back and support my business. Okay. So that's what helped me getting the first 10 clients, being a great person to others. Okay, okay, guys. Um, I hope you guys are like really listening because um, almost so far any of the guests that I have brought on really like if you listen intentionally, you hear you like learn a lot. And so what I really got from that, I often like to say that supporters have supporters, and I believe that's what you spoke to. That um, even when you didn't have everything ready yet, you know, you still supported their business, so it was easy 
would you like you said that made it easier for them to just turn around and you know take a chance on you correct okay so um so yeah guys like i'll say i also believe that um people might forget your name they might forget like your story but they never forget how how you treat them so how important would you say it is to really you know have a level head and always carry yourself well especially when you you're an entrepreneur Okay, so I'm actually not when hearing your mind. You have to be very out of empathy, basically. Mm-hmm. It's not just about being a business person and just being bold. And... So, as I said, mm-hmm. you have to have empathy. So it's not about being bold and making bold decisions and taking risks. You actually have to take in consideration the person's feelings also and their situation. So like in my case, there's a lot of people that couldn't afford the, the program. So I had to help them out and discounted it and helped them. Like I trained some people for free. I gave people half price, 50% off, and you have to work with people and time, God will bless them. So when they do, and if they if they have gratitude, they'll bless you back eventually. You're not doing it for that, but you just have to take pe- other people's feelings into consideration when you do things. So it's not it's not just about you. It's not just about you, but you have to take care of your customers. Like the money is not the main thing. The customers is the business for you. Okay, I like that. I like that. Take care of the customers or the clients and they will take care of you. Yes. I, I heard you mention you know when you're doing the business, it's not just about um taking risk and so on so i ask you wouldn't you agree that in business sometimes there are moments where you do have to take chances or you know as people like to say the bigger the risk the bigger the reward it depends on what your goal is in business because there are different type of business so if you're in business for a profit well you really have to take some risk but it's not taking risk like just going and no plan it's calculated risk being like yeah. on a whole being an entrepreneur is calculative risk because outside that you have family you have bills to pay you have responsibility as a you you're responsible for a lot of things as a person and being an entrepreneur they are going to have some days that you are not going to have a lot and you have to you have to make ends meet you have to work it through and these are the times that you say you invest a lot of money in a business and it haven't reached it haven't given any returns yet to so take your time and be patient because when you just start a business it don't give you returns right away so you have to be patient with that 
risk is a key factor in in being an entrepreneur and and that's true the bigger the risk calculative get a return so you take risk based on what you research what you build and i believe when you're taking risks you should know you should do all your research on whatever you put in your money in so okay. you should know what you put in your calculative risk you take calculative risk so yeah okay. risk is a big thing in entrepreneurship so I like how you said um, calculated because that's really what I was getting to because um, I think one of the reasons why so many people um, are afraid of entrepreneurship is because, you know, they like to sell themselves that false security. Oh, you know, I have my job and um, everything is okay to go and start a business and I have my family and there's that to take care of. So they all day, um, it's just a focus on a lot of the things what could go wrong but like you said when you take calculated risk i love how you said whatever you're going to put your money in you should research because for me i am heavy on the education not just in formal institutions like in schools colleges and so on but going beyond that like reading and so on so that's what i'm going to ask about next um do you read often and if so if you have a favorite book let us know um how significant is reading and educating yourself in your entrepreneurial journey i'm not a big like to be honest i'm not a big reader but due to entrepreneurship and trying to be knowledgeable more in certain things i decided to read so i only went through two books thus far i went to rich dad poor dad and i went to the richest man in babylon Currently, I'm reading What Makes a Great Great. The thing about about it is that you don't read because you think rich people, you, you read to get rich. You have to read the book to understand the concept because there are a lot of things that you might understand it in your perspective, but you have to try to really understand it in the right way. So sometimes when you're reading the book, you have to read it for open mind. So you have to unlearn what you know and go through it for open mind. So when I read when I read both of these books, I I watch my perspective shift basically. I see certain things in reality way different and I see why certain people react and act the way they are. So that helped me not to judge and not to actually be reacting to a lot of things. Okay, so that's reading great. actually helps you not just for knowledge, but it also calms your soul and it keeps you focused. I read on I read on the weekends like twice during the week, maybe like three times. I'm trying I'm trying to improve it. I'm trying to go for a book a month, but eventually, I'll get. As I said, I'm not a big reader. I would say that I love. I love to read. It's part of my my morning routine. And for those of like Yanelli saying, he's not a big reader, but he mentioned listening to audiobooks. So there's okay. different ways to do things. Um, there's different ways to do things, like he's like he's mentioning. 
But I agree with you 110% when you said that, you know, reading just kind of calms you and, you know, soothes, soothes your soul. It really does. That's, that's what it does for me. And I do believe that it's important for entrepreneurs to read or anybody to read, but, um, it's, 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 it's to me more of an integral part, especially when you're in business, because you have to keep a level head and like you were saying how reading change your perspective on things so i have a few books here with me and i can honestly say well maybe not so much the the alchemist one but these two especially have played like a big part in shaping my mindset and i would recommend them so the first one i have here is the seven spiritual laws of success. I I don't know. It's like I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid for telling you guys about this, but I just just the impact that it had. It was so profound that it's like I have to share it. So I would even recommend this to you, um, Yanel. Seven the seven spiritual laws of success because I know you are um, a spiritual person. And then think and grow rich. You've probably heard of this one before I, it's a pretty popular book but if not it's by napoleon hill and to the listening audience as well i read this book twice i read this book twice and then the one that i just um finished reading was the alchemist and the reason why i say i believe that reading is so important to entrepreneurs because like you said it it actually helps you to keep your focus because you have to sit there you have to read the book and it's not just reading to read but reading to understand i'm really big on the reading for entrepreneurs to keep to keep an open mind um to help you be more to help you be more empathetic because i think you have to put yourself okay you have to put yourself in the place of your clients like you said earlier and um that's that so okay so that's what i wanted to ask you about there if any of you guys in the audience you are readers or non-readers let us know in let us know in the comments um and what was your favorite book we can probably talk about that but the next thing that i want to get into is the unlearning and relearning that is something that I'm very heavy on as well because I believe for you to move forward and for you to evolve as a person that you cannot stay the same person that you was. Like you 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 have to you have to change, especially to be an entrepreneur, you have to adapt to things happening in the market and so on and so on. What was what was the biggest thing that you had to unlearn and relearn? You know that thing that you probably yeah, I'm ready. all your life and then you're like, "Oh, this isn't the case." And it just felt kind of discombobulating. So what was that for you if you had such a moment and how did you get through that? Mine was that follow that society rule that quote-unquote you have to go to school get that education and take a loan get that degree mm-hmm. and then come back and get a job you did what was your um how did you get around that like 
what led you to realizing that that wasn't true? I had friends. Hmm. I have that actually did not go to school, like college, I should say, or university. But they had that high school knowledge and whatnot. And all they did was they went and get a skill. And when they mm. get that skill, they try to master it. And after they master it, they make, they open a business of it. And they don't get paid 12 times. They don't get paid 12 times a year. They get paid 12 times 12 or more a year. So, and most times their debts are just loans they take to expand or improve their business or to even start up the business. And it's lease and can be paid back sooner than the actual loan to go and get the education. And I believe in the knowledge of certification you get from certification that can help you quadruple any monthly payment from a job, especially in our economy here. Were your parents very supportive of your journey? Um, yes, I'm not going to lie. I, my mom and my dad has been supporting every aspect of my journey. Every aspect. So never at once I had to think twice about where they at on my team. They're always there to support me. If I'm going to make a bad decision, they'll tell me, no, not to do this this one. If I'm going to make a good decision, they'll be full throttle with me. So parents, yeah, they were supportive a lot. They helped me a lot. So I'm grateful for I'm thankful for that. Okay, great. So my next question is, what are your stance on taking loans to to start businesses, etc.? I heard you mention it a few times, and I want to see where you're standing with that. Um, it de- depends on what business you you're gonna start, because loans are good for startup. But it's according, if you need a loan, you should not take a loan. So, like, when I started up my business, I started up with $100. I started up my business for $100. So, I did not need to take a loan to start up that business. So, some business don't need a loan. It just need your effort and time. So you put your effort and time into that business and it will, every time you, you get some cash, when you get that cash, you know, save that cash and reinvest that money 100% for the next four or five years until you get that money you need to expand. But there are, there are some other there are some other type of business that you need cash. And 
in that type of business that you need a place, you need a building, you need certain other things to get equipment and whatnot. In that aspect, I will be my advice to people do your research on that business. See how much money or revenue you can gain in a day for that business on high and low. So you know how much, even when your business at a low, you know how much you can pay the bank. Hey, you had to pay back the bank for the money they gave you with interest. So my take is if you you don't need a loan, you don't take a loan. So you you know that if you need if it's time and effort you need to put in or if it's capital time and effort so you have to do your research on that but loans are not bad once you know you're gonna pay them back so that's that's where risk again comes in with entrepreneurship okay so what i was saying is that i think that the banks are they're playing us (laughs) i think that the banks are playing us because if everybody were to remove their deposit from the bank then they would have no money to to lend to people to give loans right and so um we they they need they need us in 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 that case but another reason why i would say like you yourself mentioned that you always have to pay the bank back so when you take a loan from the bank you always have to pay them and they don't care whether your business is failing or not or whatever they're going to be expecting their money whether you have it or not and that's why banks take collateral or they typically like to tie up an asset of yours so either way for them it would be a win-win situation they you pay them back with interest they get rich or if you don't pay back they take an asset of yours which they can now sell or leverage for them to make more money but again i got this info i didn't always used to think like that that's why i said um education is important i did invest um in this course i have completed it i do have my certificate in this private banking um blueprint thing so with that's something that we can maybe talk about on another live or i should probably do a podcast episode about it separately but um that's my take on it so i do like how you said though that you only started with a hundred dollars and i really want the audience to take a note of that because you don't need to be a millionaire or have thousands of dollars for you to start most people who take huge loans or go and ask people for money anyways typically because they're impatient and they don't really want to take the time for their business to grow they just want the money no 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 but you have to be willing to wait to get your return your returns so now we're just going to do a, a wrap up now so yanel next question is do you have any final thoughts for the audience um anything that you'd want to share to young people out there um listening who are thinking about starting their business like to the audience who's listening if you're okay with your eight to four or your nine to five job and it makes you a decent living pays your bills 
and then you still can live on that and it works come and you're content with this it's all okay. if you feel you want more and you can do more you go into entrepreneurship but when you go into entrepreneurship always know that it's not a walking i can it's not a walk in the park it's not easy just know you have to be dedicating a lot of your time energy into it so yeah you can be successful in both, in both having a job and you can be successful both in having a job and having a side okay great so thank you so much um um for for those for those words and i i often like to say that i believe everyone um just a small a small statement um if you if you're four to if you're four to your eight to four job if your eight to four job is okay for you and paying your bills and you're content with that and you're peaceful with this it's okay you leave that if you're not content with that and you want more and you have the energy to put in more you open a side also with opening that side also make sure make sure you give your all like if you want to join entrepreneurship make sure you give your all make sure you do do your research and know that's not a walk in the park okay so yes like i was saying that i believe everybody can and ought to be an entrepreneur and again for those of you guys listening there just seems to be a lag so that's why it seems like there was a repeat um but yeah so even with but don't lie to yourself though because you might try and tell yourself oh yeah you know i have this job and it's paying my bills and i still have a little leftover but you deserve so much more than that but only you can make that decision no matter what i say what yeah what yanel says um i really don't think that you should just settle for just having a job that pays your bills and having a little left over like you deserve so much more but thank you for your words for yanel for your time for coming on for sticking on till the end despite all of the technical difficulties um that we had okay so again this was season two episode two of the inner entrepreneur podcast as is on anchor spotify radio republic breaker google podcast and much more and you can find all the links to this at marinalake.com it's the same website that's in the bottom of the the scrolling ticker that you're that you're seeing there so v-e-r-e-n-a-l-a-k-e.com my name verenalik.com for you to get all the links to the podcast okay so so let's go ahead and give it a, a wrap again thank you so much for coming on yanel it was really a pleasure i'm glad i could have you here and if you listen in um, right now and you know anybody 
who you'd like to see me interview that is an entrepreneur and you want to hear their story, then you can also let me know on the contact form. So bye guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Remember you deserve happiness, wealth, and to live life in abundance. Don't hold back your inner entrepreneur.